Hello and welcome to episode 122 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. I hope this episode finds you well as always. Dex and Jake here for you this week for all the Wednesday news, speculation and everything else we talk about on this podcast. The community topic will be back next week, by the way. Apologies on the... uh, the madness around the podcast, we've not had the inclusion of that recently, but check out the community page on the Dexterity Box channel and get your topics in and we will talk about them next week. We might also put something out on Twitter, but it, we started this podcast based around community. We have not forgot yep. that. It's just been a very busy few weeks. But um, We've not really had much time to do anything else apart from the the main thing of, oh, look, we did well in the playoffs. Aren't we good? <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, how has your week been, my mate? Uh, it's not been that bad, actually. Starting to get very, very hot. Uh, I've ordered an air conditioning for in here because it's going to get stupid. The thing that I didn't plan this base out well is where the wind hits. I planned it to be like really good so I don't get noise from other places. But I didn't plan right. where the wind comes in and the wind goes over the top and my window that opens is at the back of me. So I didn't think that one through. Great for winter no, keep I, the heat in. I, I, it's when I popped over a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh, this is this is horrific. This, it's not fun in there. No, um, it's melty. Um, this so this space the- is not too bad. This this My other space is awful. This space that I'm working in on a Monday, it's kind of like away from the way the sunlight directly shines. Yeah. So it's not too aggressive. Um, I'm also looking at air conditioning options at home um, yeah. with with the uh, with the home office stuff but it's it's uh they're quite loud so it wouldn't yes. be a case that i'd be able to use them probably while recording anyway i think it was the thing you use it to call the faith while you're just about to use it and then you turn it off and then you do your recording and you shove it back on again once you're gone that's what i'm gonna do how's your week been mate because we forgot to ask you last week so we do apologize for that <laughs> Rude, i didn't even notice it was <laughs> It was when Soph was doing the edit. She was like, none of them have asked you about your week. And I was like, no, they didn't, did they? How rude. Um, it's been good, man. Um, I've been getting into some work. Actually, it's not been. No, I don't know why I'm saying that. It's not been good. That's a lie. Um, I've spoken to you this week. Yeah. <laughs> and it's because I've had a really good couple of days. But like the week, the, the week leading up to that now, I've been swamped in work. It's been a case yeah. of getting in from work and doing more work until pretty much it's time to go to bed uh, and telling myself if I do this, oh yeah, if you, if you do all this work, you, you can have an hour, hour or two, um, writing some music or an hour or two playing, you know, playing a video game or yeah. something. But I get to the point where I just, I'd finish the work I'd done after work and then have no energy just other than to sit and scroll Bin or something like that, you know, in yeah. that, it'd be in that space. So yeah, you got, I shouldn't to be too much. you got to watch Man City win a treble, surely. I did. I did. I arrived home from work five minutes before kickoff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I did. Um, I did watch that. I, for one, I don't like the cheating, obviously. No. But also, I love really good football sides. And I like the fact that they are a, um, they're an English club. And I actually am really happy for their core supporters because a lot of their core supporters, it's weird because you always say the plastic debate with Man City, but I Mm. do know that they had a very, 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 very loyal core before that. Yeah, and they had a very, yeah, and they had a bad time through it. And 
there is that sort of joke that goes around that all United fans have got London accents and all uh, Manchester City fans, most of them have got Mank accents. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it is a case of the Man United became so big that a lot of their fans weren't at the core of it anymore. There's still a lot that were, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to start something there, but in terms of the City fans, the, the ones that were... Can you imagine, right, if somebody bought Wednesday and went mm. on that ride... Yeah. Like, and yeah. you think about that core and you're the core of Wednesdayites that we see all the time mm. doing that. It's also a case of this week watching West Ham lift the conference yes. league, that sort of thing. Yeah. Knowing how recently we've played West Ham, you know, and been on level footing with them, that sort of thing. And thinking that it kind it of makes you, you think. Hope. Yeah. It makes you think that, oh, we could actually watch our team in Europe. Yeah. It was interesting listening we to. Croak it. <laughs> Antonio's um, comments after the game saying Wednesday was a massive part of his life that helped him become a better footballer because he, he found a home. He found like he was comfortable. He loved the city. And again, Did he say that? Yeah, he, he said that he, he loved the city. he come out with an article that after saying how Wednesday was a big help to him and say he loved the city. And he, he, was, he was generally gutted to leave. He didn't want to leave. No, we we were. It was a cash in job, wasn't it? Really, but yeah, it's it's been. Yeah, it was great to see a former uh, Wednesday player do that. I mean, um, if you actually, we we could have easily done the uh, our one of our own. We made you what you were, Antonio. That's because I would argue that yes, he he probably would say we did. And then you've got yeah. like Barnsley's Twitter admin having a bit of a meltdown about. The Wednesdayites. Did you notice that? Because uh, it kept, for some reason, because we've played them in the playoffs, they're in my For You tab on Twitter now. Yeah. So when <laughs> it, it's a case of like when they did the John Stones thing, they started just um, they try to start. I think some Wednesday fans made a comment or something. So they started trying to bait Wednesday fans, and I'm like, come on, we need to be have a little bit more. Yeah. A little bit more restraint on this. We don't need to worry about that too much, do we? No. But. Um, yeah, again, it was. I think John Stones is fantastic. By the way, oh, God, um, yeah. arguments for becoming one of the best. best. You know what? He's the definitely scary one of the most decorated, but one of the best centre backs we've had. You, you are know sorry. What the scary thing is about that Man City squad is how young it technically is. That mm. squad is only going to get better. I um. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen with their cases. That's the thing. And what's mm. going to happen in terms of, um, it was just nice to see, pay it. It was nice to see that, uh, the, the passion on those players faces. Cause you can't take anything away from those players. I, um, I, I tell you what I am slightly concerned about is the, the, the fact that the Saudi Arabia league just seems to be spending money and dragging <sighs> everybody to their league and seeing players, players that are actually, it? Yeah, and seeing players that could actually still do bits in the game go over there, though, that's the bit that's a little bit... I was I really... Do you know what? We used to call the MLS the retirement home, but I was actually thankful that uh, Messi is going to the MLS yeah. over that league. Yeah, you definitely. Know? Just because it's... It is just a case of trying to build a league out of money completely. Completely. It's, it, well, it's it China again. It's the China yeah. Super League. They did that and it failed and it bombed. The only reason why the Saudi one will probably do better, they got a big influx of cash more than And China they own has. the other clubs. That's the yeah. thing. They own clubs in the... It's clever because they own clubs in the system. So they've got some... Um, 
Why did he? Why do you think they want Manchester United so badly? Yeah. <laughs> um, the reason. Is it Saudi or is it Qatari? Interesting. It, 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 it's Qatari, but it'll link into it though. If you think about I it, I don't know. I don't know if that's correct actually, because. Is um, it not? No, because I remember there being something about the city owners and they're actually, they're in kind of like a, comp- there's competition between ah, them. Ah, right. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of those things, Jake, basically of not all, not all of that area is the same, my friend. But, but uh, I can but understand. Yeah, I know what you mean. The money, the money is still, the money comes to. from the same sort yeah. of areas. Yeah. The money comes from the same, it comes from the same product. It's all oil money. Yeah. Leith, but yeah, Leith, I, we're, not, Leith we're not like West Brom at the minute where they just found out they're Chinese state owned. They're owned by this. Data the CC, China. Yeah. Yes. Oh dear. Yes. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Um, but yes, let's do some housekeeping. So you can follow us on the socials at Talking Word on Twitter, um, at DexterityBox, at PunkChef41 for our um, individual Twitters there. There's a Discord available for members. There's memberships available on this channel. We have got about three Talking Wednesday extras coming out within the space of three weeks to catch up on all the craziness and madness. So uh, members at that tier, thank you for your patience. They are coming. Obviously, it's been a very mad month and a half with all the playoff build-up and stuff like that. So we are getting stuff in there. Um, Please leave us nice reviews on audio services and the likes. They really, really help us with the audio algorithm. Do you like the talkie? Where's the owl? I think the talkie, where's the owl is great. Not mentioned this uh, for yep. a little while. So I'm going to mention it next month as well. Because I, I think, again, with all the craziness, I didn't mention it last month. Um, but we have got um, great artwork on this channel, all done by Goose Creative. So Lee over at Goose Creative. Um, Want to say a little bit about the um, about the owl, Jake? I'll do the read a little bit differently this time. I- I love the owl. Uh, Lee's done work for me as well. And Lee's a very passionate Wendy fan. And when he approached to do my stuff and then the Talking Wendy, someone who's a listener, which was even better. So he already knew the brand concept. He knew what we were about. And he's just so easy to work with as well. Like, he'll he'll just have a sit-down conversation with you. To be fair, when he saw my attempt, he said, what's that? I'm not having that. You're not having that on it. Your attempt was horrible. (laughs) You're not a graphic designer. Don't bother. Can I also say, can I also say though, he is very collaborative. um, And if you've got ideas, like for for me, for example, he was very much, very much, um, he's able to work with your skill set. And if you say you want to be able to, you want something for a certain way, he's, um, he's very good at that. He's very good at that. Yeah, so if you'd like some work done by Lee yourself, check his Instagram out at goosecreative underscore design or his website, which is probably the best place to go, www.goosecreativedesign.com and get in touch with Lee there. But yes, Jake, I think it's time we probably start um, chatting Sheffield Wednesday because there has been some news that's come out this week. And one of them has been that um, (laughs) his nickname (laughs) extends... I really, really, really held back <laughs> on that, saying Callum Patterson's nickname and the that word tweet extends. Broke me. That tweet Are absolutely you... <laughs> broke me. I fell on the floor laughing, literally. <laughs> Callum Patterson has extended his hours contract. We don't know the extent of the deal, actually. What are you thinking on that one? Uh, this makes sense. 
this just makes sense in terms of a player who's utilised well. And I think you look at what we need in terms of a player like Callum Patterson. We need someone who's able to play those positions that we can, like, say we've got an injury or just going everywhere if he wants to go there. He won't question it or just slot in and do the job. And the thing is, Callum Patterson was... I personally think Callum Patterson was a big reason why we started to go do really well near the end of the season when we had that blip. He came back and he did the running, he did the in-the-player play, faces, what we're not very good at. As a club, we're not good at getting in player faces. Patterson, on the other hand, he loves it. You can tell him having little jokes, you can tell him trying to wind players up. And I think we don't have enough of that. And him signing for another, I think it's about two years, uh, which I found, I think there's an article underneath that says, um, he's only 28. He's only 28, and so we can still get a lot out of him. Yeah. Did you... Do you said... Sorry, I was asking specifically in terms of contract length. Do you think it's two years then? Yeah. 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 Because it's not been reported anywhere, has it? I'm not mistaken in that. If you look underneath, there's an article that I think the star found out, like, till 2025, they think, from what they said. Okay. So, the, oh, no, yeah, of course it has. Of course it has. It's warm. Leave me alone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, so, the, yeah, so the star reporting that it's the summer of 2025. So again, as we thought, it would be a two-year deal. Um, Makes sense. Which is which is great for, great for him. The one thing I want to say about a lot of these players, again, is it's about squad depth. Yes. Time and time again last season, I found us as a club going, oh, we, um, we could really do with some options on the bench. Mm. Our bench options became we squad depth was the crucial thing for Sheffield Wednesday last season in terms of not having probably a good enough bench to come on and change games. I think the best thing you can do as a newly promoted championship club is keep hold of your good players and have yeah. them become squad players by adding even more quality on top of yeah. it. That is the the ideal scenario because then you go back and you talk about squad depth and your squad depth is these experienced promotion players that you have got that can come off the bench and help you change a game they're actually an option for you rather than being relied on which is hopefully i think that is probably the the plan in recruitment at wednesday would mm. you think the same yeah and i think if you look at that peterborough barnsley game one of the things you can criticize darren moore a little bit is that we had the situation where we had all our attacking players on the pitch and there was nothing on the bench there was nothing. We had to use all of them to get the job done versus Peterborough and the job done versus Barnsley. And I think that showed a little bit when we got into the second half of extra time in the playoff final. The legs were going, but there was nothing that could come on to change it up. And I think it'll be about getting squad depth right. The I think the big thing we'll have in the championship is that, yes, squad depth is going to be massive, but we do have an international break to let them have two weeks off to try and rest up, which is something that is going to be needed. I think, I think we're going to do our business early. Yeah. And I think you will find when, when contracts actually run their course at the end of this month, I reckon we'll see quite a few people come through the door. I think mm -hmm. we'll probably hit the loan market quite aggressively. And the one thing I would say is Patterson's been announced that he's extended here. 
nothing on Fizz yet. No. That's interesting. Nothing on Johnson yet. Um, no. Is is Johnson percent, potentially not happy with his terms? Is he considering the fact that he'll probably be a squad player? There's there's things to think about there. But I think the Fizz thing is interesting. The fact we've not heard anything as of yet. What are your thoughts on that one? I think Fizz is gone. Personally, I think he's gone. Uh, right. I want him to stay. I 100% want him to stay. But if he wanted to stay, even with have been in League One, he would have signed the contract that we put in front of him. Yeah. I think I think it's probably what I I suggested last um, episode, and it's the same terms as he was previously offered. Yeah. Yeah, it's I agree. Pro- it's probably the likely situation. Um, and that way we're covering ourselves. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think Darren oh. wants him to stay and I think Fizz himself wants to stay and I think it's outside influences that are making it not so. That's a controversial one. Do do yep. tell me more. Um, I, Agents in games. they want, Agents always want a bit more money, don't they? Out of a deal. And if we're not putting a deal that's right for the player and then suddenly it's not enough for the agent. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where he's, he's clearly a young player with potential. He's come from a Man City academy. His agent's going to want to make sure he gets the best deal possible um, and not necessarily look at probably what's... It's weird because the agents aren't always necessarily looking at what's best for the player. They're looking at what's best for the player's bank account and their own some of the times. Yep. Um, to be fair, I think, it was interesting. I was watching something on Netflix called, I think it's Secrets in the Game or something like that. Very interesting. Uh, and a group that was heavily involved, we went at one point in that documentary, so it's kind of scary. <laughs> Is that the old um, group we were chatting about last night? Yep. On the Discord? Yep. Interesting. Say, yeah, if you can watch the documentary, do so. It's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, we've had some interesting um, transfer teams at Wednesday in the past. Yep. Moving on, though, um, did you want to say, because I know you've put quite um, a lengthy article from the star here about um, yeah, Alan I, Smith's I don't, passing. I, th- I don't wondered wanna, if you wanted to speak a bit more on it. Yeah, I won't go too in-depth, but a lot of people know Alan Smith have been at the club for, he was here for years, uh, and he's physio, he's been England physio, and then you had the situation where his son joined our team as well as physio. If you remember the Rotherham game where Kieran Lee scored, it was Alan Smith's uh, shirt, uh, Paul Smith's shirt that said Miller Killer on the back when he held it up oh, in right. the dressing room. And they he, they'd had the situation where he'd been ill for a while and it just been finding the kind of thing. And when it did happen, I think... It was hard for a lot of Wednesday fans because they've seen him in and around the club. They know his family. They have a um, their own, oh, what's the word? Their own business, which is sports uh, therapy uh, to help the players and stuff. And the thing is, you look at what Wednesday are as a community club. This is someone who is massively... The family is ingrained into Wendy. He'd been here, he'd done that. His son's now been ingrained in the club. And it was, it's that whole thing. It's like you look at what people like that do to the game and do and embed themselves in the club. And 
it's always interesting to see what the club and what pundits and what people have been around them always say. And like at the end of the article said, no doubt that win was for his dad because he passed on the 27th. And the fact that his dad probably didn't get to see that was probably quite hard because they probably would have been going together as son and dad. And the fact that it got done um, and it was at the home of England, Wembley, which his dad's had many happy times at. I think yeah, so just... the fi- the the final was obviously after he he passed and um, yeah. he credits that the the goal was for his dad. I just wanted to send all of our wishes to the family and yeah. um, condolences there because it's always sad to lose a member of the Wednesday family. Yeah, definitely. Let's um, let's move on to some transfer news now. <laughs> there's been a lot of. Uh, fun banter shall we say around this one because we seem to just want to steal all of Rotherham's players that are Hi, Sheffield Wednesday be the B team <laughs> this is this is genuinely one of those where we we're gonna do it again aren't we Jake so <laughs> we are. This, this is from the Yorkshire Post <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday ramp up interest in Ipswich Town Link Rotherham United star Chidozi Ogbene the winger has become an influential figure for the Millers and was a regular fixture on the right flank as they secured their championship status last season. However, the Owls have been linked with the Republic of Ireland International, according to the Star. So they're quoting the Star here. Um, so credit to both papers there. Um, Wednesday have ramped up their interest. Talks have repeatedly been held between the involved parties about trying to strike a deal. According to the report, Ipswich Town and Plymouth Argyle are said to be considering a swoop as well as newly promoted Premier League outfit Luton Town. Ogbené joined the Millers from Brentford in 2019. Right. The reason I want to talk about this is because this is massive in terms yep. of the fact that we are going toe-to-toe with a club that's been freshly promoted um, to the Premier League. And the reason it's it's massive in that regard is the rumours are he'd, he'd prefer to come to us. Yep. And it's likely that he's going to come to us. And the only thing that would potentially change that is the money side of it. But mm. um, I think this is this is something that could ha- this is something that could happen. And if you actually look at the kind of player he is, he can he he can play right wing back as well. He can play, so again, he can play both sides. Yes, um, he's not specifically. He's more of an attack-minded player, but I do believe he has been played at wing back. Mm, And also, his FIFA cards on at wing back. But we'll go that. um, We'll go into that a little bit later on. He is a 26-year-old winger that can play both flanks, and if he has got a bit of that defensive acrimony to him, all the better. What do you think to this one, Jake? Do you think it'll happen? Do you think it should happen? Is it a good signing for Wednesday if it happens? I have a funny feeling this is going to happen, and I have a funny feeling. A Whitway and Smith are going to be near the year. Darren Moore might have turned around and said, just go and just, you've got his number. Give him a bell. Tell him how good it is. It'll what, what happened at Wednesday in the playoffs. It's like, why would you not? The thing is, people said we don't play with wingers. Kind of thing. I think that's going to change in the championship. I don't think we're going to have this situation where we just have the wing back situation. I think we're going to have a thing where we can play with wingers. He played 39 times last season, eight goals, four assists. 
he's got decent numbers. He's only 26 and he's a free agent. We don't have to do any of the... Um, we don't have to pay anything apart from wages. Like, if he wants to come to Wednesday, it's a case of, I don't really want to up, up stick myself out of South Yorkshire to go down south. I'll stay here if the deal's done. And that's what it seems like to me. Like, all we seem to be hearing is when they ramp it up. And it seems like we might have got that kind of situation in our advantage of going, you don't have to move. This is how much it'll be. Like, if you're going on pl- player positions where he played, he played as a, sec- a second striker 11 times. He played as a centre forward 10, uh, right wing 9. I just wanted to correct myself, actually. it's I was reading an article that said he can potentially he can play wing back. I took that as he has played wing back. I'm looking into our, our um, proper statistics now and our research here, and no, he, he, he hasn't necessarily played there he has more been on like the right side of midfield right wing left midfield he's played as a centre forward he's attacking a complete attacking player so it's one of those situations of we had Mighton from Forest didn't we and we didn't utilise him Yeah. so we must if we're in in for a player like this we must be looking for a slightly different tack unless we're going to play him as a striker could do could we do need it in that position and he's got pace yeah Bags of it. He's he's a tricky. He, he get put down as a tricky winger, and a Rotherham fan who I know turned around and said, "Don't you dare do this again. Do not do this again. <laughs> I am sick of this." And he's like, "I'm sorry. If you're not going to put the terms in front of him and it decent enough for him to stay, we're going to swoop." And so last last season he had he made 39 appearances in the championship. He scored eight goals and got yep. four assists. Yeah, which is. Pretty good. Um, if you look at the the season before in League One, three goals, eight assists. So he knows how to make things happen. Yeah. I think this just makes a lot of sense for us. And if we can make this happen again, the better. Um, just stay off your Twitter afterward because it could be interesting. Because <laughs> they didn't like or laugh that when we did it. <laughs> We need to be we need to be aggressive with players like this though, you know, players that are gonna improve us that we can get on a good deal that can fit into the dynamic. And it is beneficial that we poached two Rotherham players last season because it is a it is a proven evidence that they can slot into this squad um and become part of the the team quite easily, like Smith and Awekwe have completely bought in. Yep. You know? And that will be an influential also, factor on a player like this. I have a theory of, well, the one thing we said about Smith, he wasn't getting the service. You've got a player who worked with him already, who knows That's his good runs point. and know where he liked the ball being in. So That's the one thing I was saying as well. The crosses weren't necessarily <laughs> ideal for Smith, no. but if he knows exactly how to put them on a plate for him. Exactly. Yeah. The, that's probably the thinking, to be honest. Yep. Let's do, uh, it's been a while, Jake. Let's do his FIFA card. Yay! This is where it's very confusing as well, because um, the article I was reading a second ago must have been... Um, Do you remember, you not, need to get used to saying, saying FC Football Club next year. 
Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> um, but the article, one of the articles, it's not the one we read out in the story, but we, we always we always take a few to, to see if anything has been said. One of them was saying he can play at right wing back. I bet you they have just literally pulled that from the FIFA card, who is a right, he is a right wing back on FIFA and his ah. alternate positions are right back. Um which is weird, but he's a 69 overall silver, 91 pace, 58 shooting, 62 passing, 70 dribbling, 56 defending, and 73 physical, 91 pace. Gonna have fun with that if you get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got an up, he got a three plus upgrade because the season before that he was a right midfielder and he was a 66 rated right midfielder. If they put him back to that or right wing, he might lose a little bit in terms of. Um, yeah, because they they have sort of converted into more of a defensive player, and and um, nerfed a little bit of his. Oh no, they've upgraded. They've, to be fair, they've they've just upgraded his stats. But it would be a case of he's a really good player for a career mode. Basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I don't even know how they're going to work on the new game, even if they're going to be any good. So we'll see. But game, yes, the new game can be interesting, isn't it? <laughs> it is. But in terms of real life football, this makes. This makes perfect sense. Ipswich are obviously... We, we know Ipswich are spending money. Ipswich have got money and they're spending yep. it. So that's... And that's going to be a thing. And Luton, the, the draw of the Premier League with more money. Again, we're actually probably going to be the least financially attractive option. It depends if he wants to join a club that's got a good morale and he's got his mates up. We'll see what happens. Let us know what you yep. think in the comments. Akin Femio... Uh, Femio... Uh, Femio... Has been yes. saying... <laughs> That he's um, the playoffs came a little bit early for him, but he is he is back fit, so it looks like he's going to get a full preseason behind him. Thoughts on that one? I think this is really good. I think we saw a lot when he came back from injury the first time. There's a definitely a good player in there. There's a player that can defend well. There's a player that can go forward. And the thing with this is, I love the fact that we're starting to get player back fit again. Yes, at the back is where we're going to need to strengthen a lot more than other positions. And the thing that I got with this is we saw when he came back, he fit, he slotted in really well. He needs to improve on maybe passing a little bit. His passing can be a bit away, but that can be taught. That can be coached. Darren Moore is a defender. He will be able to coach him on getting that passing right again. And I think, yeah. I think you see, there's a player there. You've got the speed, he's got the strength. All he just needs is, he's a, he's a bit like Wilkes. They both need good pre-seasons behind them and I think you've got cracking players there uh, I th it's one of those things it's like one of those fake transfer accounts was like oh we're looking to loan him out no we're not no no, we're not why do people make this crap up right why would we loan him out no why would we anything, loan him out when it, we are short of defenders that's my thinking exactly centre back specifically yeah people just need to right go to school stop <laughs> Stop, like, sitting get on Twitter and making crap get up. Out, get out your phone during class. Yeah, ex exactly. Um, but yeah, I, it's great news that he'll be coming back and getting a um, pre-season behind him. Yeah. So this is from the Wednesday website. The Owls can confirm David Downs has departed Hillsborough. Downs served Wednesday for over four years as head of recruitment and analysis. He now takes up a sporting director position at League One Blackpool. We thank David for his services and wish him well for the future. So... For those who have missed this one, it's obviously not like showbiz glam news, um, but it's it's probably quite big in the shift of transfers at Sheffield mm. Wednesday because having your head of recruitment leave is obviously going to 
change the recruitment slightly. What are your initial thoughts on this one, Jay? You, you've we've had time to think about it. To be fair, what are your thoughts going on Downs leaving? Is it a negative for the club? Is it something that we we're gonna suffer from? I d- this is a weird one. It all depends on what direction when they go next. Because on the Monday or the Tuesday, the week they broke, the Star did an article which was uh, Darren Moore saying all recruitment gets spoken to me and only me, kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. And I think that might show you where we're going a little bit. I can see Darren Moore bringing in another head of recruitment because I think he liked that model, but. When you actually look into David Downs and his link with Blackpool, his dad used to play for the club. His dad was a player for him. So there is that like emotional connection with Blackpool. So it makes sense. And if you look at what he's doing, he's going to sporting director. So he's in control of the academy, the first team. He can plan for everything else. It's a massive shift from head of recruitment and analyst. And I think we tried our best to probably get it all done. Um, from what people have said who know David Downs as a, a very good professional, um, people have said he probably, if he knew about this very early on, he will have taken himself out the role of head of recruitment and walked away from anything to do with talking about club and players kind of thing and not do that whole thing. And I think you got to remember, Darren Moore said before the season ended, we got our transfer list sorted. We had two lists. Our lists are done. So we've probably done it all already. I think but- Darren Moore is is the fact that, right, this is a big thing that people were missing when this broke. We operate with a manager system. He is, uh, Downs is going to be a sporting director, which basically yeah. means he's going to be a sporting director above a head coach. Yes. Right. Whereas as a manager system, we don't necessarily operate with, we don't have a sporting director, which is good. Mm. I kind of like the fact fact of that, which means Darren Moore is in charge of everything in terms of the transfers. He it's is... It's all on him, isn't it? And it's no... I, pro, I think probably um, Downs was working with what he could work with in terms of finances and the situation we're in and the high wages and the fact that we needed a bit of a fire sale. So he probably didn't have the greatest time at the start of his recruitment journey at Wednesday. But I will say the big change in the shift in philosophy and transfers came when Darren Moore came to the club. So yeah. I'm more... I am less concerned about this because I think a lot of it was coming from Darren Moore's influence and Darren Moore's preferences. And I don't, and obviously we're not going to lose that. And if anything, anybody comes in, he'll it'll probably be somebody who Darren knows he can work with mm. and is a benefit to the club. It's one of those things where Darren, we can now bring somebody in who works under the new system and wasn't privy to the older system. Does that make sense? It does, but could you also say, well, we've got to thank David Down for probably finding the likes of Iortha, Patterson. Yes. So yeah, we've got some, to, good, you look some, at, good, look some good ones Fizz. in there. Yeah, definitely. Fizz as well. Fizz is part of that category kind of thing. There is there is players there who have come in to Wednesday that haven't worked, but look at the ones that did work. There've been some that have been really good and really smart. Like I, I think, Wilkes. especially the last couple of seasons, we yeah. We're, uh, to be fair, actually, I'm probably possibly being a little bit, a little bit harsher than I needed to be there because I was trying to look at the positive of Darren Moore still being the the main focus there. Um, but if you think about four years, yeah, he, he probably had the situation of players on long contracts when he came in and then it's kind of a case of working with very little. I think it's just one of those cases he's left, he's left for a 
opportunity that is a position higher than he currently is with a lot more yeah. control. Um, at a club that's in need of a rebuild because they've just been relegated. Wish him so, all the best. Yeah, indeed. And it'll be interesting to see what Wednesday do on that front, even if we bring somebody in that position. Can you tell I'm dying today on this? Yeah. It's one of those that I don't know. I think I never had this before, but I ever since like the the seasons changed, I've had like a, a tickly cough and it's not yeah. been, I've already had Rona. It's not that. Um, it's just one of these things that I talk for a little while and I struggle. And I think it's because I've got the window open here just to keep, air circulating so all probably probably all the pollen's coming in and all Mm. that and it's just like it's actually hitting my throat for the first time ever it's shall we just let you hibernate hibernate during summer and then you can come back out in winter i love summer it's just very (laughs) difficult to work within yeah right that's that that's the thing when you work around lights and you work around uh, audio audio equipment that, that that brings heat yeah it's it's tricky um we have announced a preseason friendly with Doncaster is yes. the first one I will talk about. So I might go to this one. Um, if Oh, when is that? So July 25th at 7 p.m. It's a Tuesday night. <laughs> Should we hit up Dapper? See if we can <laughs> sure. yeah. all, all go down to that one. We'll all sit in the Donny end. Um but no, yeah, that one and then the the big one actually really in terms of the fact that Wednesday players who's just left is going to be is we're playing York. So that's David going to be on Saturday Dottdale the 8th of tweet. July. David Stockdale tweet for this one. You kept this bloody quiet, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's going up against David Stockdale and his new side. I think this is this is one that had to happen really with all all of the sentiment around it. It's a one thirty kickoff on the... 8th of July, which is a Saturday. So if you want again, to go to York or you've got family members who want to go to York on Saturday on the 8th of July, don't. <laughs> it will be ran with Wednesday fans. We did last time. Because if I remember correctly, the last time we did York with the season, Chancery took over and we filmed all right. it. And like Chancery was in his car and they were having to go slowly like it was a royal parade because they couldn't get through Wednesday fans. Well, I think the problem is, I think preseason is going to be quite tricky for the away days because mm. t- it's just trying to get tickets for them because everybody yeah. just wants a nice summery, summery game to go to, you know, especially if they're local. Yeah. But um, yeah, I haven't been preseason in a little while, to be fair. I, I like preseason away days. They're, they're a nice way to go and just check out some grounds you might have not checked out mm. before. Anyway, this one's a weird one. So the EFL have changed the rules, which means you're the ba- they're ba- basically the EFL are banning towels. So yep. long throw merchants won't be able to um, use towels to dry down the ball anymore to to get more grip on it. They're going to introduce a cone system, so they've always got, got new, fresh got ones ready to go. Go on. So we had the multi-ball system before Rona and we took it out because of the contamination spread and that white towel were getting used to wipe the balls down. We had multi-ball systems in place where we would 
like take the ball off. It was beyond a cone and you take it and you throw it, throw it back. It was in place. So I'm just wondering if they're just taking down the levels of uh, things down and going, right, we're done now. You can have the multi-ball system. Come, I swear we had multi-ball system before Rona. Yeah, well, I I don't I don't see why we'd just get rid of the towels. Why would you ban towels? I, I guess it's a time wasting tactic, but it's also useful. But obviously, the big thing for us here is Volks. He loves his yep. towel. Yep. For he the long throw, so, shit. yeah. So when you've got a player with a long throw, it's it's just a a bit of a quirky one. But you, yeah, they're bringing in that. You know what you need that. to do. You know what you need to do, Dex, don't you? You need to ring up Atty Nusha and say, have you got any of your big undershirts that you used to wear underneath your shirt left? I need some. Wear a massive undershirt underneath. His shirt underneath. Wednesday players already get the shirts pulled enough. We don't need people like with baggy shirts so they can literally be pulled onto the halfway line with them. Hey, at least it wasn't about a John Don't getting his ripped. Is that what happened? I'll, I'll tell you what, that was a dreary final. Oh, it was. It was so boring. What is it with like? I was so excited for that spectacle because I kind of wanted Man City to hammer them. Yeah, but did I kind of wanted it to be. All the EFL uh, final were quite that as well. I did, yeah. It well, it wasn't. The the I think it's just the nervous energy around it and the big occasions. It doesn't bring out spectacle, does it? Nobody wanted to lose, so everyone being very extra cautious. That's why I think always like the the best matches are the build ups like that Real Madrid those Real Madrid legs mm. with Man City were fantastic you know yeah. they they're the they're the games you really want to watch and it's again like the Peterborough game with us it's the the, yeah. the road to it that's probably better than the actual final itself players have this nervous energy around them could you say Sheffield when they did their own mini road to glory this season. <laughs> With the way they did it in a FIFA sense. Well, this season seems so long. I was thinking this because uh, I was thinking back to the start of the season. I was thinking back to the fact that oh yeah, this is the season where we signed a Wetway and Smith. It feels like we had them for oh, you know. Golly, it's, yeah, it's, it? it's it's one of those where it's it's be it feels like it's been going on for ages, mm. you know. But it's not. It's all happened in the space of a season. It's just been a very long, emotionally draining season, and um, luckily we came out the right side of it. Yep. So, looking at where Wednesday could potentially improve, there's, um, we're just going to have a quick look at the squad numbers as they currently stand. So, the number one is vacant. So, it'd be interesting to see if anybody had come to fill that. I don't think I don't think it happened. Maybe Dawson gets the number one this year. What do you think? I think Dawson gets the number one and we get in either an Ethereum pro or someone else who's about the same age of him to battle him. The goalkeeping yeah. position's interesting. Because yeah, that's a fair shout. I don't think you can take that off Dawson he, with the way he came in. He'd earned the chance to go at the championship. Completely, yeah. Um, number two is Liam Palmer, of course. Number three is currently not taken. So that's a big one to not be taken. Four mm. is Volks. Five is not taken. Six yep. is Iorfa. Seven is Malik Wilkes. Eight is not taken. Nine is Gregory, 10 is Bannon, 11 is Windass, and 12 is not taken. Um, so in terms of the key sort of numbers there, 3, 5, 1. Um, yeah, 3, 5, and 1. So yep. that's at least three first teamers, isn't it, if you're looking at the numbers. Mm. But then you've got players like Byers, who's number 14. Maybe does Byers slip into... Do you give Does Byers slip into the number 8? Mm, true. Um, does does Femiwo into that number number three shirt 
or a Wekwe. Yeah. So there, there might just be a move around in all of that there, but we will... Uh... If you actually look at current... And that actually is really good to see current squad of well, what we got and what we might need. So if you say Delhi uh, and Johnson don't sign, that's two more other positions you need. Yeah. It does we still show need, we, do we need... I, I, still, I, I actually think this window, we need about six or seven players. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it needs it needs to happen really. It been I'm intrigued to see what they do with uh, Shipton and Co. And does Kadamarchi go on loan next season? The way we try and plan next, we got we gotta stop being a club that plans yearly and plans three years or five years in advance because we do seem to plan a little bit as it comes. I think if we've got a bit of a more plan going forward, it'll be better. But I think under Darren Moore, you've got that going forward. He's doing that already. Even if we're not seeing it yet, he's already doing that. Mm. Did we speak about Regan Poole last week? Yeah, so Jake just had a power cut, which gave us some time to quickly just th- think and check. I don't think we talked about Regan Poole last week. No, we didn't. So nope. let's talk about Regan Poole because he is a player that has... Turned up on Lincoln City's retain list. He's going to be released because he's refusing to sign a contract for Lincoln City because he wants to move on. And there is heavy interest from Wednesday and other clubs, to be fair. So it's not just like it's going to be Wednesday only, but it is likely that, again, the rumours are that Wednesday would be his preference. So we talk about players and positions we need. He is a right-back who plays centre-back and can also play in defensive midfield. It, it is a Darren Moore signing all over. He's 24 years old and he has got... He's one of those... It, it, what was said in our transfer strategy was he wants players that can play multiple roles. That's going to be the way moving forward. And yeah. he fits the bill. Good age. He's our recruit. He is basically, if you look at our recruitment goals, it's Regan Poole. What do you yeah. think to this one? He can play all across the back line. He can play centre-back, defensive mid, right-back, kind of thing. He's 24, 45 Don't play on the left, season. but yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, two goals, three assists last season. And also, think about the Lincoln City team he's coming from. They had the most draws in League One. So, if you're looking for someone who you can build with on that kind of like defensive setup, you've got the person there. And yeah. I think I think if you can get a deal in front of him, that's right for him. And the reason he's leaving Lincoln is that he wants to play higher up. And the big... And if you watch it, again, it's another case that you're looking at where people live. Lincoln's more up north and Wednesday up north. Is he wanting to relocate or is it an easier le- relocation, if you know what I mean? I know it sounds really weird when we talk about players and relocation, but it is a big thing in this modern-day footballer. Yeah, you know what I mean? it is. Where it, it's become where more and more of an issue for players that they don't want to go and re- lift it. Unless they re- it's a really, 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 really big, ambitious move. They don't want yeah. to uproot the whole careers, especially British-based players. They'd rather stay a yeah. bit more regional because um, our motorway system takes the mick, so you'd have to move. Yeah. <laughs> um, to be honest, it's probably better than 
quite a few motorway systems. I think I don't think motorways are just designed very well anyway. You know, I no. was just slight tangent. I, I, three parts of the A1 were closed the other day on my on one route that's meant to take me two hours. Three parts, separate parts. Why do it all at once? Anyway, well, like you said, have you seen that uh, up near Meadowall? That can be a year worth of roadworks. Oh, not there. God's yeah, sake. because they need because they need to put in the stop places for the smart motor. It's already awful there anyway. But yeah, this is not a traffic podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> so this season he made forty five appearances, scoring two goals and three assists um, for Lincoln. So I'm looking at his offensive stats here. Season before, one goal, two assists, forty four appearances. So he's had a good couple of seasons under his belt in League One. He he went. Um, he played for MK Dons before that. He made twenty appearances for them, and then twenty two for. Um, Lincoln City in the 2020-2021 season. I, so at 24 years old, 24 years old though, he's already got over 200 appearances. So um, You want something else that's in our favour? Go on. His uh, team that represent him have got Michael Smith and uh, uh, and Ekin Femiwu on their books. Well, it's most likely it's happening then. And you know who else they've got on their books? Who's but we've been? Who I think we should go for? Aaron Collins at uh, Bristol Rovers, centre forward. It's these. It's these. There's a specific demographic to the players we're looking at at the minute, isn't they? Um, yep. So I can see. I can see all that shaping up. Really, it is worth mentioning, by the way, that. This guy was at Man United for four years. I think he, mm. he was picked up from Newport County in his youth career and taken as one of those that might develop. So he, he, he got his development between 2015 and 2019 at Manchester United. That's that not- Jose Mourinho season? That'll have been in there, yeah, I do believe. He um, definitely will have picked up something from that. You know, it's... It's a case of then he's he's realised that he wants to go and get football, yeah. and gone and done it. He went he went on loan twice during his time at Man United. Still at a good age, made a move to MK Dons because I think he moved to MK Dons when he was twenty one. So yeah. he went, you know, he went basically. You can tell he went, he's gone. No, I'm going to kick on now. Um, I'm actually just and looking I like that at ambition. the players who are on that agency it's like i've mentioned that too shay dunkley's on there um mass is on there luongo so people who have already worked with the club to a point right in okay. terms of getting deals done does that make well, sense? well if, if no, mass is on there they'll also know that we don't mess around so this needs to get done um yeah. because we didn't we didn't mess around with that one he didn't get he didn't sign the contract and we announced he was getting released because of it so yeah Paul, let's do his FIFA card for the fun. He's a 64 rated centre back on there, 67 pace, 58 dribbling, 31 shooting, 62 defending, 55 passing, and 73 physical. Not very good, to be fair. However, he is one of those that is it's a it's a FIFA, not real life thing. You know, in real yeah. life, I think he's going to be a very solid player. He's one that'll probably be quite exciting. If you think about our current right back, Liam Palmer, he's he, you don't displace him, but no. he is he is one of those more experienced players in our squad now who probably doesn't have too many seasons left in him. Having Regan Paul to come in there, 
and develop as our natural right back going forward. That it's a great, it'd be a great bit of business, especially on a free transfer. I think this would be a a great move. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's see what happens. Let us know what you think about Regan Paul in the comments below. This is a fun one. Have you seen Kevin De Bruyne in a Wednesday shirt today? They recorded this. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. (laughs) And it intrigued me, but looking into it actually makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Yes, because I think he was with, uh, I think Lovens was around. Yeah. And um, it's something like Lovens and uh, Kevin De Bruyne of Mythis. Their Mythis are all good friends. And I think, I think that the, what it looked like, it looked like the bit of tongue of cheek at Kyle Walker's at Fence. <laughs> yeah, it looked like that. And it was in and, and, and John Stones and Kyle Walker's expense because Kyle Walker's there sort of trying to cover up the Wednesday shirt. And it's an, it's an old Sanderson shirt sort of thing. And yeah. I just found that quite funny. So clearly they're all out on the um, the old drink after winning the treble. And there's a yeah. bit of banter in there and it involved a, and it involved a Wednesday shirt. But Kevin De Bruyne, arguably the best uh, midfielder in the game right now. Was wearing a Wednesday shirt, shirt. On, on the drink. There we go. Let's uh, sing that you never thought. Do you think we could sort out a deal for him? Get him. Yeah. Get why him not? in midfield. I oh, might not get past uh, Bannon, but we'll. He might. He might oh, be able to sit on the call. bench and shine, shine Bannon's boots. We will. We will see. But yeah, um, let's let's wrap up there, really, Jake. Other than yeah. saying that the. In a couple of podcast time, we will have your fixtures because they have just been announced to be coming out on the 22nd. So that's yep. the thir- the Thursday next week. So we will find all the fi- championship fixtures out. But that is all I have got. Hopefully you don't have another power cut before we end this. That's all I've got for this week's episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Anything to add, my friend? Just keep yourself safe. Make sure you drink lots of liquid. It's going to be warm. and just Hydration is key. Yes. Definitely. Enjoy it. Don't go stupid. Put sun cream on. Yeah, don't do a jack and become a tomato. Yeah. Look after your skin. It's, um, I don't want to be that guy, but it is one of those cases where um, skin cancer has become more and more of a thing, especially in the past 20 years, if you look at the stats. So yeah. even I've had to go, because I used to be like, I don't need some cream. I, yeah, just wear some cream. Yeah. Because it's... <laughs> It's annoying. I hate it. It feels it feels gross, but it's one of those things where you just because you're like you're in the sun and you're already quite sweaty, and then you put sun cream on you. It's it, it's not a nice feeling, but it will protect you from burning. So yes, enjoy the sun, but use sun cream. There you go. Talking Wednesday words of wisdom. That's it for this week's episode of the podcast. Take care, and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See ya.